This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. I'm Shannon Cole, Dean of Adult Education at Lanier Technical College. Today, we'll be learning about matter. In this lesson, you'll learn what matter is, the four states of matter, and the properties of matter. You'll be able to describe differences between the four states of matter and define physical and chemical properties. What's the matter? Well, nothing. What's the matter with you? Wait a minute. I said, oh, what's matter, not what's the matter. Well, if you look up matter in the dictionary, you'll see that, scientifically speaking, it's anything that has both mass and volume. Mass is basically how much stuff is in something, and volume is how much 3D space is taken up. So to simplify it, you can think of matter as basically anything that takes up space. There are four types of matter, solids, liquids, gases, and plasmas. You may have heard of about a few of these states of matter before, but you may have not have heard of plasma before. So we're going to kind of talk about what these states of matter are and describe at a very small molecular level what's going on. So let's look at solids. Now, you know that when you see a desk or you walk on the floor or you uh, knock on the door or, or hit a wall, you know that those are pretty solid things. But if we get down to a molecular level, it's a little bit harder to describe the difference. So that's what we really have to do to um, determine the differences between these states of matter when we're looking at it in terms of science. So in terms of a solid, this is when we have those particles of matter and they're packed in really, really close together. They're really tight. Um, so. That's not to say that they're not moving. Believe it or not, in a solid, um, things are still moving around, but they're just so tightly packed together, they're moving around slowly, and maybe just vibrating is all they can do. So that means that they're going to keep their shape. They're not going to be um, sliding around. So that's what's happening at that very uh, minuscule molecular level. The way you can think about this is if you go to maybe a concert and it's really, really crowded, um, or maybe if you were one of those shoppers in a Black Friday uh, crowd and you're, um, they don't have any lines or everyone's just standing in the crowd outside the door, that's the kind of situation that molecules find themselves in, um, in a solid. Uh, they would like to move, but they, but they can't. They're just sort of... Uh, moving in place, if, if you will. They're, they're not going anywhere. Now, the next state of matter is called a liquid. And again, most of us know what a liquid is. You know, 
some coffee, uh, water, um, all these things, you know, are liquids. But what what does it mean at the molecular level? Um, when we get down to that level again, we see that particles, they're moving and sliding across each other. But they're still hooked together. Um, they can't really just go completely their own way. They're still sort of um, linked up together and they have to move basically in a similar direction. So there isn't really a shape um, to liquids, but there is but there is movement. There is movement. You know, if you if you were to put it into a container, you know, it's going to stay in the container. This would be very similar to maybe you're at a, a, a party. There's lots and lots of people there. So unlike the concert or the big crowd where you just can barely move in place, um, at the party, there's, you know, you, there's space to move around. Um, but uh, you're probably just going to have to scoot past someone. It could be like if in church on a Sunday, if you're trying to slide past someone in a seat or in a pew, um, there is movement, but it's kind of restricted. I mean, people are still sort of going to have to move out of the way for someone else to move by. So in the particles in the liquid are basically linked together. The next state of matter is a gas. And so in a gas... Um, particles are very far apart and can move freely away from each other. Uh, there's no shape. Um, you know, if you pour steam into a container, it's not going to keep the, sh the shape. It's going to escape. Really, other than plasma, which we'll talk about in a minute, offers the greatest amount of movement for particles. One way to think of a gas is to think about maybe there's just two or three people in that house. Instead of a party, there's just a few people there, and they're all in different rooms, so they can move basically wherever they want. Um, lots of freedom of movement. And that's what's happening on a molecular level. Finally, there's plasma. And so plasma, there's just not much of plasma on Earth. It's basically if you heat a gas so much that it starts to have electromagnetic properties. You might have some chemical reactions on Earth if you got a fire very, very hot where you might see some plasma. But basically, you're only going to see this out in the solar system with stars when gases are heated so much that they change into a plasma state. There are some cases, um, some, some very limited cases on Earth. Neon lights, for example, they can get really heated. The, the, the neon gas can get heated really um, hot and uh, turn into a plasma. Um, but there's not much on Earth, believe it or not, not, there's quite a lot of plasma in the universe because when you look up in the night sky and see all those stars, there's the gas, but there's also plasma. It's really, really hot um, to make those stars glow. The next thing I'd like to talk about is the state of matter. We talked that there were four types of matter, solids, liquids, gas, and plasma. But one thing that we haven't mentioned is that states of matter can change from one state to another. What are some examples of the four types of matter changing from one state of matter to another? Well, you might have a solid changing into a liquid. Let's say, for example, ice changes into water. If you leave an ice cube out on, on the counter, maybe you put some ice cubes in a glass. If you come back in a few hours, they will typically melt and be, uh, at least a good portion of it will have turned to water. 
Um, if you take that water and heat it up on the stove, then it will turn to steam, which is the uh, gas version of water. So, you know, right there you have three different states of matter that can change according to temperature. And that's how most states of matter are going to change are according to temperature. There are some other situations, though, you should be aware of. Air pressure can play a role. For example, uh, we know that if in the example where I put water on the stove and bring it to a boil, it will turn to steam. But you may not realize that at a higher elevation, it doesn't take as much heat to change water from a liquid state into a gas state. That is why you will see different directions for cooking at a higher elevation because, quite honestly, uh, you're going to have to cook a little bit longer at, at those elevations because the temperature is not getting as hot before water starts turning into steam. Another experiment that you may observe is if you put a glass of water in a vacuum, and I don't mean a vacuum cleaner, but an actual piece of equipment, a vacuum where there is, all the air pressure is removed, then you'll see that the water starts boiling almost instantaneously. And it's not hot, it's room temperature. Sometimes air pressure can play a role in changing matter from one state to another. Let's also talk about with these changes. There's two different types of changes that can happen. There's a physical change and there are chemical changes. In physical change in a state of matter, you're going to look at things like size and shape, smell, and color that may change, but basically it's still the same stuff. So an example with water, you're changing the shape, the size of it. There may be some other situations like butter. What if you melted butter on the stove? Is it still butter when it's melted? Well, of course it is. It's, you know, it's all it looks kind of liquid because you've heated it up. But if you leave that butter to sit, it will solidify again. It's still butter. It hasn't changed. Uh, it's not something different. It's just been melted. But a chemical change is different because you're not going to have the same stuff you started off with. You're going to get a, some new material formed from the old material. It could be a reaction. It could be flammable. It could be a change in the pH level. It might become corrosive. You're not going to end up with exactly the same thing you started off with. Some examples of this is if you put some wood um, in the fireplace and burn it. At the end of the burning, you're, you don't have wood anymore. You have ash because the heat... Um, from the fire has reacted in, and the oxygen has reacted with the wood and has converted it to something different. We can't change that ash back into wood again. Fireworks, you have an ex an explosion, you know, you, you so you don't have the same thing you started off with. Um, even a egg, when you cook the egg, it may still be an egg, but it's not the same liquidy thing in the shell that you started with because you probably cooked it in oil or butter. Um, it's reacting with the elements in the air and you get maybe a fried egg um, out of that. That's going to be a chemical change. A lot of times when you cook something, you're mixing elements together so they are. Um, you don't have the same thing you started off with. Another item we should mention is sublimination. Um, Sublimination is a really special term because sometimes you can actually skip one of these phases. Um, we talked about 
ice changing to water then changing to steam with the when you add heat to it but there are some substances that don't quite act that way um, for example maybe you've seen dry ice before for sale in the store so that's obviously a solid but dry ice doesn't change into a liquid when it's heated up it skips that phase and it just dissipates into a gas if you've seen the smoke effects, maybe at a show or a concert, they're typically that smoke you see is not actually something burning. That smoke effect is coming from uh, carbon dioxide, the dry ice, really cold carbon dioxide that is thawing. And as it thaws, it's releasing uh, carbon dioxide gas. Um, and that's that kind of smoke effect that you see. So there's not really the liquid state involved there. It just sort of skips over it right into the gas state. And so, again, we call that sublimination. Another item to consider is that sugar in water. Um, that is actually a physical change because uh, if it were a chemical change, you would not be able to ever separate those back into their original elements. But the truth is, even if you dissolve sugar in water, if you leave it there and the water evaporates, which means it, you know, it's going to change into uh, water vapor particles into the atmosphere, what's going to be left in the cup are going to be the sugar crystals in the end. So you really haven't changed it. Um, you've separated it apart a bit, but uh, there's not any chemical reaction. It's only a physical change. You've changed the maybe the shape and the size of those particles, but um, it's still the same. So be careful because some things may on the surface appear to have been a chemical change, but they're actually physical changes. Now let's do a practice activity. I'm going to read some items for you and I want you to determine what state of matter they are in. Okay, solid, liquid, gas, or plasma. Let's begin. Number one, ice. Ice. Number two, pencil. Pencil. Number three, air. Air. Number four, Coffee, coffee. Number five, steam, steam. Number six, clouds, clouds. Number seven, fire, fire. Number eight, Star, star. Okay, let's go over the answers. And some of these were a little tricky. Number one, ice. Hopefully you said solid. Pencil. Again, that sounded a little tricky to have an everyday object, but again, it's solid. Three is air. 
And hopefully you said gas. There may be some other particles in the air, but for the most part, most of the air that we breathe is going to be gas. Number four was coffee. Now, depending on how you pictured coffee, you might have said solid if you were thinking of the coffee beans or coffee grounds. Uh, most of you probably thought of, a, of something in the cup, that dark liquid. So yes, it would say it would mostly be liquid. So a cup of coffee was going to be liquid with maybe some solid particles in it. Number five was steam. And of course, that is a gas. Number six is a trick question because a lot of people wonder what clouds are made out of. So they, they're thinking of steam, you know, being the gaseous form of water. So shouldn't clouds, they, it appears to be a gas <laughs> when you look at it, it reminds you of steam. So is it made of boiling water? Well, obviously, no, that's not the case. What is it made of? Well, it's, you could actually argue that clouds are made up of all three. So a cloud is made up of very tiny water droplets, which are liquid in nature. So um, the tiniest droplets you can find, that's going to be what's in the cloud. And you'll have a few pieces of ice up there too, and dust um, particles. So that would be um, another portion of clouds. It has a slight composition of some solid materials. And some people even argue that you have to have air in between these uh, water uh, droplets, these droplets of water vapor, and the um, little tiny, tiny pieces of solid particles up there and, and pieces of ice. So um, that there's air that kind of spaces those out. So in that sense, you can say that clouds are made up of all three. They're made of liquid, solid, and gas. Number seven is fire. And fire's a little tricky one, isn't it, uh, to determine is it solid, liquid, gas, or plasma? Well, the answer is, for the most part, fire is made up of gas. Um, so when you look at a fire, you may notice it looks a little blurry if you look around the edges at uh, what's on the other side. And that's because um, the part of the fire that we think about is only the part that is burning that's uh, ignited. But the fire itself um, consists of the atmosphere around it. And if you look, the fire is actually nothing more than gases that are escaping, that are very hot temperatures, in fact, so hot that they are ignited. The majority of a fire consists of gas. Now, if it's really, really, really hot, um, such as lightning, you know, you may see get to the plasma state, but actually you're not going to have a whole lot of plasma in most everyday fires that you see. One place that you will find plasma is in number eight, star. A star does consist majority of plasma. It is superheated gas that has left the gas state and has now entered the plasma state. So it has electromagnetic properties. It is so hot. How did you do on that practice? Let's do one more practice activity, and this is based on a list of items, again, you need to determine if these items represent a physical or chemical change. Melting butter. What do you think? Let's do these one by one. Is melting butter a physical or chemical change? The answer is physical because you are not substantially changing it from something into something else. You'll still get butter at the end, 
it's just changing from a solid to a liquid, but it could solidify again. But what if you cook a cake? How about cooking a cake? Is that a physical or chemical change? Did you say chemical change? You may not think of it as being chemical, but it is because once you mix all those ingredients together, there's no way to separate them. You can't get them back into their original state. Um, they have interacted with the heat, uh, the atmosphere, um, with the other ingredients, and so it is a chemical change when you bake a cake. How about boiling water? Physical or chemical change? Hopefully that's a simple one. That is just a purely physical change because you're changing, you're attempting to change it from uh, liquid into gas, but it's still water. How about if we burn wood? Is that chemical or physical? You probably said chemical change and you would be right because once you burn the wood, it's turned to ash, it's turned to um, uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You release all of this uh, and there's no way to get it back and make wood again. So it's a permanent change. How about a rusting truck? A rusting truck. Yes, so it's a piece of metal on the truck and it's rusted, it's old. Um, you're not going to re be able to do anything with it. it. It's a permanent change. It's oxidized with the, um, with the atmosphere. And so that rust um, represents a chemical change. What if you take a piece of paper and rip it up? Ripping up paper, is that physical or chemical? Yeah, you probably got this one. This physical is kind of uh, confusing because we hadn't talked about, you know, ripping up stuff in here before, but um, you're changing the size and shape of it. So it's basically a physical change, but uh, if we analyze it, it's still paper, even though it's into tiny bits now. So that's physical. How about stirring salt in water? Is that physical or chemical? Correct. That's also physical because once that water evaporates, the um, water vapor is still there. Um, it's just in the atmosphere now, and the salt is in the bottom of the cup. So nothing's happened to either one of those things. How did you do on this section? I hope you did well. Let's review the concepts we learned in class today. Today we had talked about matter, learning what matter is, what the four states of matter are, and the properties of matter. You were able to describe the differences between the four states of matter, including defining physical and chemical properties. We learned about sublimination and how temperature is the major factor in changing one matter from one state into another, although air pressure and other factors can also play a role. You learned that physical changes affects size, shape, smell, color, and things of that nature, but it's still basically the same stuff, whereas a chemical change does substantially form new material from the old. It could be a reaction, 
It could prove, prove flammable, corrosive, maybe a change in the pH level. Remember that the four states of matter are solid, liquid, gas, and plasma. And that basically matter is anything that takes up space. I hope this lesson has been helpful to you. If you are a current Lanier Technical College adult education student, please make a note of the time on this podcast, record it on your log sheet, and turn it in to your instructor at the end of the week. We thank you for your participation in this lesson, and we look forward to your next visit. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a production of Lanier Technical College Adult Education.